Today's reading is from Acts, chapter 10. And you'll find it on page 1104 in the Church Bible. Chapter 10, beginning at verse 34. Then Peter began to speak. I now realise how true it is that God does not show favouritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging on a cross, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and of the dead. All the prophets testify about him that every one who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. morning. It's great to be here and to be together on this day. Let's pray uh, just before I speak. Father God, thank you that we could be here to celebrate together this morning. I just pray as we come to look at this good news together now, that you'll speak into our hearts, that we may hear words from you. By your spirit we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, So this morning we're going to be thinking a little bit about good news, because this morning and Easter day we remember that Jesus has arrived, and that is good news. But just before I do that, I I just want to put a little bit of a disclaimer in, Um, is anyone any good at that origami paper folding thing where you take something and you... Ollie, you're brilliant. You're like, I might need you later on. Anyone else here good at that paper folding thing? Uh, see, I thought it, as it was Easter Day, I ought to try and do something a little bit special. So I have been working on a special paper folding thing, which if I'm brave enough, I might do towards the end of my talk. But put your hands over your ears, Tim. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just to say, I have been practicing it. Several times it has gone wrong. Um, <laughs> So if it goes wrong this morning, uh, just, just let me carry on, okay? Right, okay, hands off. Um, okay, so, uh, some of you will know that I am a curate, I'm here, uh, it's my final year of training, and in a few months' time, sadly, I have to start looking for jobs to go elsewhere. Aww. 
And as part of that training towards that point, uh, I had to go on a thing for the other week uh, to look at interviews and what interviews might look like as I go to become a vicar. And as part of the interview process, they had a mock interview. And one of the questions they asked at this mock interview was this. Oh, does it work? It's not this. And this turn on? Right, that's it. There we are. The church has just passed a new law that you can only celebrate one of the following three days. Which would you choose and why? Okay? And I was given these three options. Christmas Day, Good Friday, or Easter Day. If you're only allowed to celebrate one. I did ask this to some of the ladies at Cameo the other week, and they had a whole range of answers. It was interesting, the Archdeacon who did the interview said there was a whole range of answers that he'd heard. This way. But, but for me, it would have to be Easter Day. Because Easter Day is the day that changes everything. As the others are important, we cannot just choose to ignore them. But if we had Christmas Day, we just get the beginning of the story. Celebrating that with that, we would never have the death and the resurrection. Good Friday, we'd remember Jesus dying. But again, we'd not be able to celebrate his resurrection. And on Easter Day, we remember Jesus died but he came back to life. He rose again. The resurrection which gives to those who put their trust and belief in him, the hope of eternal life. So I want to think a little bit about good news this morning. And how did Easter Day make a difference? Well, because it is good news. It's what we call the gospel. Jesus died, but he also came back to life again, giving us forgiveness for the wrong things we've done, relationship with him, and hope of eternal life. And our reading this morning, yes, it was me that changed it from John to Acts 10. Sorry. <laughs> In our reading this morning, we saw how Peter was keen to tell the people he was, stay, he was staying with the good news about Jesus. Peter had been staying in a house of a Gentile, someone called Cornelius. And he's keen to share with them the good news about Jesus. How his dying and rising again can make a difference to their lives. And so this morning, I want to think about how the good news is. Something for everyone to hear. Something for everyone to choose to believe. And something for everyone to tell. So firstly, the good news is for everyone to hear. Just want to have a quick think between yourselves. Turn to the person and say, what's your favourite chocolate? It's Easter Day. What's your favourite chocolate? <laughs> okay, stop that. Oh, I just Let's come back together. Tim, what's your favourite chocolate? Uh, milky bar. Milky bar. Hide all the milky bars this morning. Any chocolate over here? What's your favourite over here? What's your favourite chocolate? Easter egg chocolate. Any Easter egg. Does it really matter? Yeah? Anyone, Steve? Uh, cream eggs. Cream eggs. Matthew, what's yours? Freddo's. Sadly, I think it might be a Freddo-free zone morning, but we'll have to keep it going. What? I know. Okay. What's your favourite colour? Purple. Purple? Yellow? Okay, the last one. What's your favourite drink? Chocolate. Chocolate. Red wine. Wine? Red wine. Red wine. Okay. We've all got our favourites when it comes to things like chocolate, colour and drink. 
And when we come to our reading this morning, the good news, as it says, is for everyone to hear. The first thing that Peter says about this good news when he was talking in our reading this morning is, God does not show favoritism. God does not show favoritism. God does not have favorites. When he looks at us, he thinks each of us, Anita, Tim, Steve, Matthew, all are special. He doesn't have favorites. He wants a relationship with all of us. Peter had been staying in that house of Cornelius. When he arrives in his house, Peter says to him, if you look at verse 28, just before our reading started, he said this, You are well aware that it's against our law for a Jew to associate or visit a Gentile. See, if you were a Jewish, if you're not Jewish, a Jew could not stay with these people. But Peter's come to see through Jesus, through his teachings, through the things that he's thought, taught, that God does not show favoritism. And it comes to that verse. God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. See, God doesn't have favourites. One of the key verses that, for me, sums up the good news that we think about on this day is John 3.16, which says this, For God so loved the right-hand side of the church so much that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. My right hand side. I'm getting some shaking hands. Is that not right? Okay. It's not right, is it? Because it says, For God so loved the world so much that he gave his only son, one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God loves the world. God loves each and every one of us that he sent Jesus to die and rise again. So if we choose to believe in him, we shall have the hope of eternal life. I often like to put my name in that spot. God so loved Andy so much that he gave his one and only son. To remind us of how much God loves me that Jesus sent to die for each of us. It's good news for each and every one of us because God does not have favourites. But that last verse, as we look at that last part of that verse, it says that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Because it's good news for everyone to choose to believe. There is a choice. Peter, in our reading, spends time going through some of the things that Jesus did. He gives us a little bit of the Jesus story. He takes us right back. He says, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached. He takes the story back to when John the Baptist baptised Jesus, the beginning of Jesus' ministry. He talks about how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Talking about some of the teaching and the things that Jesus did, some of the signs of what Jesus did while he was here on earth. And then brings it to the point that they killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. See, Peter's keen to show to that family that he's with that how Jesus was the Son of God, what he's learned, what the difference he can make. But he ends up in verse 43 by saying this, All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. See, Peter's pointed back to how the old people of the Old Testament saw this saviour who would come to save the world, to bring about the forgiveness of sins. And now as a witness himself, 
one of the disciples who spent time with Jesus. Peter can say that he knows this is what believing in Jesus brings. Jesus died on the cross to bring us that forgiveness of sins. But we have to hear the story of Jesus and choose to believe or not. I have a bit of a game now to think about that choice. Two cups here. Two ordinary looking cups. Let me see. Uh, Diane, do you want to come and join me up here for me? Uh, Chocolates. Two ordinary cups. One here, though, that's full to the brim of some good stuff inside. But I think, really, you should choose this lovely ordinary cup. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to make a choice about which cup you might like to take back to your seat. But I think, look. Okay. But see, look, you've got this lovely cup here. Look, you can see through it. Perfect. Nice and clean. Okay. Which cup do you think Diane ought to take? Take the chocolate. But see, look at this cup. Look how good it is. You see, look. It's fantastic. You ought to have this one. Which one should she take? Chocolate. How many think she ought to take the chocolate one? Oh. Okay, Dan, which one are you going to take? Chocolate. Go on then. You're going to have have those. Off you go. Beat me after. Go to your sink. More goodies on its way later. So I wonder if it was you, which one of those you would pick. See, there I was trying to get Diane to try and pick this cup that really had nothing much in it. That was empty, it wasn't full up of very good stuff. But God doesn't force it onto us. It doesn't say you have to do this. It says you can choose whether you want to. Choose to believe. You all around were trying to influence what Diane said, but it came down to a Diane's choice for herself, whether she chose to take it or not. <coughs> to take the good things that God offers us. Do we choose to have those forgiveness of sins, hope of eternal life, and relationship with us? Because when we choose to take that relationship, to believe, God fills us with his spirit, full to the brim, and that new life with Jesus begins. So the good news It's for everyone to hear, for everyone to choose to believe. And finally, the good news is for everyone to tell. See, the last part after uh, Peter's gone through that story, he says this. That's not going to go. There we are. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. For those of us who believe already, we need to keep telling the story of what the Easter day makes to us, what that good news is about, the fact that it is good news. And I don't know, sometimes we often think, don't we, are we good enough to be able to tell that story? I don't know if I'm one of those good enough people to be able to stand up and talk about those things that Jesus did. But just remember who it was in the reading that was doing that speaking. Let's see, it's Peter. Peter who journeyed with Jesus. Peter, who journeyed with Jesus as a disciple, who saw what Jesus was doing. But when the going got tough, when Jesus got into trouble, who was it that denied who Jesus was? It was Peter. Time and time again, think of Peter got things wrong. Said he didn't even know Jesus. But he was the one who stood there and was able to talk about the things that Jesus did and the difference that he made. See, we all have that responsibility to tell the Jesus story, the good news, 
to let others know the difference that the good news can make to their life. Shall I risk it, Tim? Definitely. Shall I go for it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. So this is the way we can talk about the good news. Some of you remember when you go to school in September, you have that nice new exercise books, don't you? And they all look lovely and perfect and clean. You open them up and there's that nice fresh smell. See, when God made the world, it was perfect. There were no marks on it. It's clean and it looked absolutely perfect. But then we know that the world went wrong. Eve took the apple off the tree. Taught by the snake to take the apple off the tree. And sin started coming into the world. And when sin started coming into the world, it started to make the world look less perfect. There were marks on it. It looked quite as good as it looked before. And then time and time again, as we've been hearing about in some of the courses that we do on Judges and things of the Old Testament, people turned their way away from God. God tried to keep bringing them back, but they turned away. Again, more sin in the world was looking less perfect than it did right at the very beginning. It didn't look so good. And it kept being remarked by the bad things. Until it got to a point when God thought, well, actually, I need to do something about this. I've got to put it right. How am I going to put it right? How did God decide he was going to put the world right? What did he do? He sent Jesus. That's right. It's like starting again, isn't it? So he thinks, you know, well, I'll start again. So he tore it. This is the tricky bit. <laughs> you don't yourself, have you? Didn't work. See? Okay, so Jesus was sent into the world. Jesus was sent into the world to make a difference. Okay? And he taught and he did all those various things, and then he was put upon the cross to die for the things that we did. And do you know what? Probably that day on Good Friday, when those things, when they saw Jesus hang on the cross, it was probably a little bit like what just happened there. <laughs> I felt a little bit disappointed. You know, what was this supposed to go all right? It was supposed to look so good, but it went wrong. But see, the cross also reminds us that it did go wrong. The cross reminds us of more than that. As on Easter Day, the cross reminds us that if we put our trust in him, then there's forgiveness of sins. There's hope of eternal life. And whatever we go through, we do not face things alone because Jesus is risen. And that is the good news. So this Easter Day lets us to remember to celebrate the good news that we're here to celebrate today. The good news that is here for everyone to hear, that God doesn't have favourites. The good news that's for everyone to choose to believe in, your choice to make. And the good news that's for everyone to talk and to tell about. And this day, if you've heard that story, if for you perhaps it's the first time you've heard it and you want to make that choice, then do either come and find one of the prayer teams during communion later on, come and speak to Tim or myself and have that chat afterwards. Amen. <laughs>